I was uh, harmless. In other words, you didn't get hit by fireworks or anything like that. Um, we're going to be doing a series on being outward focused. And uh, maybe some of you have been on the negative end of receiving uh, the message. Maybe some of us have been way overzealous at being outward focused to a point where we, we are obnoxious. And maybe you're somewhere in between that. And I'm going to start my confession right away. I've been all of it. Um, I've been on the receiving end. I've been on the dishing it out end and all of that. And it, it is kind of a difficult issue, isn't it, sometimes, when you really want to try to to be a representative, and, and you, you're concerned for people, and especially, specifically, for family members, which can be a challenge, loved ones, you know, just family members in general. So, but I, I have, uh, I was, as, as Mina and the worship team and everybody's talking, if you can hear this, and if you're in that, the place to receive this, Salvation has come to you today. Salvation is available to each and every one of us. Salvation is a gift of God to everyone. Matter of fact, uh, the Bible says, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I know that out there, being saved means a lot of different things, but let me just tell you, in our perspective, and what we talk about often here, is it coming into a personal, intimate, um, living relationship with Jesus Christ. So when we talk salvation, we are talking the work that Je Jesus provided for us and coming into a relationship. It's knowing it isn't... A get out of hell free card. It's more of, I mean, that's a benefit. The benefit of salvation is the eternal promise. But really, it's that relationship, how to live life well today. How to live with each other today. Not only those of the, the family of faith, but how about those outside the family of faith? And that's what I'd like to talk about a little bit today. Welcome. My name's Daryl. If we haven't met, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm definitely the senior of leaders around here. There's only a few that it's more senior than I am. And that which by way by the way I'm very grateful for. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but, ha but have the light of life. He who follows me will have light, the light of life. He also said, you are, my, you are the salt of the earth. This is Matthew 5. But if your salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, it's good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled on underfoot. Kind of like how we salt our roads. If the, if, who's our, who seasons us, right? It's Jesus, right? 
That's what it's talking about. Whose seasons are life? It's Jesus. So, and he goes on to say, say, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do, the light of, nor do we light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are, on the, who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. That's really a good word right there. And glorify your Father in heaven. So I think it's easy. We should, we'll be able to say those are the community of faith. We're to be you know, light. We're to be, we're, we're to be, be um, uh, we're to show kindness to those around us. We are to be uh, 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 representatives of Jesus. We are to live out our relationship with Christ. So I've come up with a language from the inside out. It's from the inside out. Many, many, many years ago, this just really is personal for me. Many, many, many years ago, when I, when I yielded my life to Jesus, and I, would, I had that 180-degree turn, um, you know, to the point where people would say, Daryl, what happened to you? You're not the same person. And they, 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 it was noticeable. My life had changed radically. <laughs> And I, used, and I would begin to tell them about this personal relationship that I had with Jesus. And in their minds, my friends, these are people I grew up with, got in trouble with, blah, 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 blah with. Um, you, fill, you can fill in the blank. But, um, you know, they knew me. They knew me well. And the, what they heard me say when I said, I have found... I have come into a personal, vibrant, intimate relationship with Jesus. This is what they heard. You got religion. That's what they heard. You got religion. And I thought, what's religion? Because I never was part of church. I didn't grow up in a church setting. I never went to church. Well, two or three times. But not for the right reasons. Anyways, um, but what they heard is I got religion. And I, I was confused because I didn't know what religion was. I said, no, I found this guy. I found Jesus that he, he said he was God. And I discovered that. And I began to devour the Bible. And I asked a lot of questions along the way. But I had a, my life radically changed. I want to say this morning, I'm probably more qualified to sit and tell you or to stand here and tell you what not to do, because I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. I mean, maybe you've heard the guy on the corner tell you everything that you're going to hell. Without Christ, you're going to go to hell. Maybe you had somebody personally say, if you don't know Jesus, you're just going to hell. And you might be sitting there saying, I don't care, right? Let's be honest. You might say, I don't care. I don't even know if I believe in hell. I don't even know if I believe in heaven. I don't even believe, I don't know what I believe. You might, let's just be honest, you don't know. Fine, that's all right, that's okay. But maybe you've been on the negative side, and maybe you've been the person that's been the negative side. This morning, I hope that we get on the side of Jesus and how he responds 
to people. Now, I was, I was extremely zealous. I'll tell you how zealous I was. I used to hitchhike to witness. Left my car in the driveway and went out and put my thumb out on the highway so I can bend somebody's ear. Top that. <laughs> and then I would get my little Bible study group and go, ha, ha, ha. Isn't that pathetic <laughs> when you think about it? Just, just telling some personal stories. <clears throat> but when it comes to thinking about loved ones and family and family members, uh, you know, your immediate family and extended family, it's been really tough. For one, my family members have seen me at my worst. They've seen me um, at my best. They've seen my failures. But on top of that, they also seen my transformation. And I just want my mother came to Christ uh, several years after I, uh, after I became a follower of Jesus. She came to Christ. I remember today the phone call she gave me. and She called me and she, she said, Daryl, she goes, I gave my life to Christ last night. I said, really? And I began to, well, what happened? She literally watched Billy Graham. And she called the counselor. And her life changed from that moment on. You know, just God bless Billy, you know. And uh, I, was, I was extremely happy. I was one happy. My mom grew up in church. I didn't, but she did. And she never told me. She never instructed me in any way about um, who God is or anything like this, but she grew up in church. And she surrendered her life, and I mean seriously surrendered her life to Jesus. Also, my hope today is to remind us that all things are possible in Christ. Even when we feel discouraged, all things are possible in Christ. Many of us are in a place, or maybe you are in a place, where you feel like it's difficult to share your faith with loved ones because um, they've already pigeonholed you. You know, it's like, oh, here comes Daryl, let's go to the other part of the house. And that's understandable. The thing is, it, it's um, what I've learned is and I'm going to let you in on this way early, what I've learned is to ask this one question personally, wherever I'm at. Jesus, what are you doing? Jesus, what are you saying? Jesus, how do you want me to be in this group? How do you want me to respond here? How do you want me to love on these, the people around me? How can I be light to them? How can I... Um, not be obnoxious, but be true to myself and true to you in that same light. How can I do that? And I trust, trust me, if you ask that question, Jesus will answer it. With family, and maybe you're in this, Maybe in, in, with our family situation, maybe you feel like you get anxious when you go to visit them because you've had negative encounters or you've had 
the hard, what I would call the hard religious conversation. But I would submit to you today, if you go into something like this with prayer and an attitude of how can I serve this situation, you could probably come out a little bit better off. Where I messed up, this is my learning curve, where, where I could have done better is I was zealous about people coming to know Christ. But in the midst of that, I wasn't being, I wasn't doing it in a very loving way. Let me put it that way. I was not doing it with the right heart. I wasn't doing it for the right concerns. Maybe I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. We need to have honest conversations with people. And so, as I think about it, and as I look at it, I see it this way. What do I see in somebody else that is the thumbprint, fingerprint, or the attitude of Jesus? And then I begin to tell people, you know, this is how God sees you. This is, this is how God created you. This is what God has for you. This is, what Je- this is why Jesus died, so that you might experience true love. So that you might be loved. Because everybody's looking for love, right? Every, all of us are looking for acceptance. All of us are looking for purpose. All of us are looking for, to be real. And through life, my experience is, I've always, I've always had these shells around me. Had to act a certain way. Had to have a certain look. Had to walk a certain way. I had to have the language. All of those kinds of things. I mean, because that's, and it, and it comes in every society of life. And then I realized one day, I don't care about that stuff. I want his language. I want his look. I want to represent him. I want to be a light. And then, the inside out. This is why I chose to use this, is because I used to, at one point I discovered something. If I could only show people what Christ did inside of me, they would truly come to Christ. If I could show people how he changed me, how he healed me, how he restored me. See, I didn't have language for that. I didn't know how to tell people that. I wish I could. I wish I, I, wish I could just be a video projector from the inside out. And then pe- everybody would say, how do you get that, Daryl? And I said, oh, I'm so glad you asked. But I couldn't, I couldn't come up with the right language to connect those dots. It was hard for me. And this is early on. I, I remember making, having this prayer. I said, Lord, if I can only... Show people what I look like on the inside. They would truly understand who you are. Because he so changed my life. He so rescued me. He so taught me what true love is about. He gave me an eternal family. Sure, we want people to understand what repentance is. We want, to, we want to give out the gospel message. Not God, and you know, understand the gospel means good news, right? We want people to understand that. 
We want people, we want families to come to know Christ. So what I'm submitting to us this morning, what I'm trying to say right now, is God is for you. Jesus has a plan for every one of us. Jesus is committed to you. Jesus is still here. He's still the healer. He's still, he's still he says, come to me and you'll find life. You'll find peace. You'll find rest. And what he says, he says, learn of me. He says, come and I will teach you. It's that one prayer, Lord, come. And we're reminded that all things are possible with God. See, do you believe that Jesus is for you? Do you believe that? Really, serious, do you believe Jesus is for you? Do you believe that God loves the people you don't? Do you believe God loves the people you don't like? Do you believe that God loves the people that you and I despise? And don't sit there and tell me you don't. I mean, I'm talking about you hear something on the radio, or you drive, drive by a corner, or you read something, you know, that little something comes out of you. Where's that come from? Right? God loves people. Jesus loves people. All things are possible. It is possible as much as depends on you, live peacefully with every man, with everybody. The word man is, is generic. The answer, Mina's question is, in Christ Jesus, male, female, we're all equals. We do life together. We have different roles, I got it, but we're equal. I want to give, read you a scripture out of Romans 13. No. Romans 13 verse 8 says this. Owe nothing to anyone except for your ob obligation to love one another. Owe, owe nothing to anybody except your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. For the commandments say, you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. These and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to others, so love fulfills the requirement of the law. So for me, when I think about loving my family, when I think about loving the extended family. When I think about loving in general, I need to love with the love of Christ, and I need to be a representative of that love, which Jesus said is the light of the world, which Jesus said that you and I are the salt of the world, and that he works through us, and you and I need to pony up and learn what it means to be lovers of the things that God loves. Now, this is a really great time to say hallelujah. Okay, thank you very much. I'm feeling a little movement going. And that's what Paul is articulating here. Now, he's writing to a church there in Rome that has, you know, Greeks that come from a different life or life experience. Then, and he's also talking to the Jews. And this, it says, this 
is where the two meet right here. doesn't matter from what walk of life you and I are from. This is where we meet. This is what covers it all. That Jesus so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to whoever believes in him will not die but live with him. That scripture goes on through eternity. It's alive for you and us today. And some of us older people need to reconnect with that because we've gotten crusty. I mean, I haven't, but I'm just saying. So this is one of the key issues that we do is we think about family members, when we think about neighbors, when we think about uh, the workplace and colleagues, what do we do? How can we, what shall we do? I'm going to tell you right now. The first thing we do is we pray, right? Jesus, what are you doing? Jesus, how do you want me to respond? Jesus, how are you moving in my family? And now, trust me, there's some things that I, I just, just, just drive me bat, batty. I just want to stand up and say, well, you just stop being so stupid. And that would really get me a long ways, trust me. I might get some sign language, you know, some, some other attitudes going on. I mean, it would, and it would be rightfully so, because it, it, it's how you feel. But the truth is, that doesn't bring people to Christ. So you start off by praying. You start off by saying, Lord, I want to represent you. I want to love and serve my family like you serve me. I want to love and serve my family like you love and serve me. I want to be your representative. I want to fulfill your call. And I want others to see the same thing. I want, I want to be that person that you've created me to be to other people. And here's probably another good prayer for all of us to use. And let me keep my opinions to myself. Let, you guys want to repeat that with me? I think... I think you need to hear it. I need to keep my opinions to myself. You don't want to give it up, do you? <laughs> Come on, you don't. Be honest. I like my opinions. But we're, we're, not, we're not talking politics here. We're talking about eternal life. And opinions can get in the way. Opinions could get in the way. I'm just, it's really just try, me trying to give you, give us, myself included, some good advice. Ephesians tells us this For by grace you are saved, have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, and not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 
that we should walk in them. God has created us. God, we are His workmanship. He has created us for good works. He has created us to be His voice. He has created us to be His hands. He has created us to proclaim the good news in a way that that good news gets absorbed. Now, there's just days, there's just times when you're, you might be in a private conversation with somebody where you just say, look, the separate, and I'll tell you, I said this to somebody recently. I've been talking to this person about Christ for a couple of years now. And I, and I just looked at him and I said, one day, because he's very knowledgeable, very well read, all of that kind of stuff. And I just thought, you know, this, this is, I want you to consider this. One day you just have to make that step of faith. And what you're trying to do is logically get to Jesus. And it's, one day you're just going to have to make that step of faith. And the, he, he listened to me, and I, it was a true statement. But it, this came out of a long-term relationship of many conversations. And then, um, in this same situation, him and his wife uh, traveled to Rome, and they went into the 16th chapter. Now, this is powerful. And he said, I said, Daryl, my wife just started crying. Start crying. And I'm listening very intently. And I looked, I looked at him and I said, that was the presence of God on your wife. That was the presence of God. And he looked at, and he, he didn't deny it. He says, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because she just came undone. She just came undone. Recognizing what God is doing around us and what God is doing in other people's lives and, the, and being a part of that. Being a part of what God is doing in other people's lives and praying about that and engaging prayerfully with other people. And then the other part is serving them. Serving them. Even when it's frustrating, even when you feel like it's going nowhere, that you become uh, that, that servant. And sometimes serving people is say, can I pray with you about that? As, as they enter into difficulties, can I, can I put my hand on your shoulder and will you just allow me to pray with you about that? And I'm going to say, oftentimes people will say yes. Especially when they're they're facing challenges and they don't know where the answers are coming from and it's, they're, they're confused and, and, they, and they need help and that the fact that you just sit there, let, let's, just, let's go before God on this together. Not requiring them to do anything and it doesn't have to be one of these lofty, you know, 20-minute prayers. It could be simply, Jesus, would you reveal yourself and would you break into this situation in Jesus' name? Would you do that? Let's have the worship team come forward. If you have been one of, the, one of those people that have been on the negative side of hearing about Christ, I want to just go on record and say I'm sorry. Because sometimes we as followers of Christ don't represent Christ very well. <laughs> 
and I'm just sorry. Um, even though what they might have said might have been dead true. But the delivery was like a bat to the head. And it felt that way. Uh, I'm just sorry. And I, I want to go and I want to say this to you. Christ is for you. Christ died and loves humanity. And Christ heals us and touches us from the inside out. And he makes a way for each and every one of us. Jesus, we say around it, Jesus is the healer of my soul. We want to take a moment and take our offering. If you're a guest today, please do not feel obligated at all. This is really our best way for our community. And um, I just want to go on and let you know that thank you for your generosity and your commitment to um, what we call tithes and offering and your generosity there. We just, say, we just thank you. We thank you for that. It, it helps us do quite a bit. And so I just want to, want to say and pray, Lord, bless this. And may we use it well. And may we use it for your kingdom. And may, it be, uh, uh, may you direct us as we move forward in the future, the Church of Oasis here. And we're just so grateful, God, to be a part of what you're doing in Jesus' name. And also, if you have your uh, Connect card, just a really good place to put it inside the bag there. And um, secondly, before we move on, I, wa- I want to make a quick little announcement. If um, you heard about us talk about the realm, and that's really kind of our in-house uh, online platform that we talk to one another in this room. And if that is something you want to be a part of... Um, you can talk to this gentleman right here. Just stood up. Dave Klein. This is Dave Klein. Talk to him. So just after church, say, Dave, how do I get connected to the realm? Also, uh, earlier we spoken about the Beth Moore. Um, us guys are going to figure out how to hack into that. But that's another story. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be seeing it from the living room of my house. No. <laughs> um, but uh, we talked about uh, talking to... To Cherish or Anna, would you guys stand? This is Cherish right here because they weren't here, and this is Anna. Ladies, come talk to them if you're interested. Uh, we just want to put uh, faces and names, and we want to just make sure, like, well, who's that? You know, way back there in the fifth row or whatever. That's who they are. So, and really, get, get be a part of that. That'll, that'll be a cool deal. And I'm I'm kind of joking about the hacking, but we'll see. So let's sing a song. Be seated for a second. So the, the, the really overarching idea of, of being outward focused or from the inside out is this. We follow Jesus. We partner with Jesus. We try to hear what he's saying for others. And partner with, and actually take the risk to speak it out. Now, if you're with us today and you know that um, that Jesus has been kind of nudging you, tapping you on your shoulder, matter of fact, things happen around you. You you have this tendency to keep bumping into Christians and knowing people are praying for you, and and you haven't really just made that step. You haven't made that commitment just yet, but yet you've been pondering. You've been going, man, there's, there's, there's something going on. 
I would just love to give you that opportunity to receive Christ. And I, all I, what I really want you to do is just raise your hand. You want to receive Christ. You want to follow Christ. Okay. All right. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Let me tell you something. Christ is one prayer away. One. One prayer away. One prayer away. You know what? We want to stand with everybody that raised their hands. We want to stand with you as a, as a community, as a, a body of Christ. And if you, everybody, will repeat after me this prayer, you can step in to that saving grace. You can step in. So just follow me. Lord Jesus. And I want to hear a little louder than that. Lord Jesus. I come before you today. Broken. Deceived. In need. I come before you today in, in confession that I need you. And I ask you in the name of Jesus to come set me free from my past. And I choose to follow you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 There are some next steps to following Jesus. Like every day. Um, <laughs> um, but you know what the Bible says? It says in Revelation that everybody that gives their life to Jesus, that the heavens are having a party. So all of you that raise your hands, there's a party going on right now. Isn't that cool? Yeah. 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 Amen. So we want to be a part of your lives as much as you want us to be a part of your life and of of walking life through with Jesus. And uh, so I'd love to talk with all of you. Now, those of you that have um, been... On the negative side of what we call evangelism or uh, witnessing, and it really, it really put a bitterness in your heart. It was very painful, is what I'm trying to say. Um, we have a ministry team up here that love to pray for you because the devil uses that to keep you stuck where you're at. Because somehow along the way, the Lord, the devil has used that, that you just think, this is the way God's people are. I don't want to be a part of them. And I want to say that's not the way God's people are. That's just not the way we are. Sometimes we act that way, okay? I don't want to, I don't want to separate myself from the body. But sometimes we do. And, and I, I'll say we're sorry. So if you're that person or, or, or persons, please come and get prayer. Please, We have a ministry team here. Uh, and... Um, Next step is this. Take the Gospel of John and read it. And as you begin to read it, say, Lord, reveal yourself to me as I read your word. And he will. He will. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word. 
Thank you for the vehicle of worship. Thank you for your saving grace. Thank you for meeting us today. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, everybody. God bless you. God bless. Great having you with us.